Ringer Dish is the place for all things celebrity, from major celebrity moments like the Met Gala and the Oscars, to the weird habits of the stars you love, to refreshers on the biggest tabloid stories from the last 20 years, Ringer Dish has all the vital details. On Tuesdays, catch Jam Session with Juliet Littman and Amanda Dobbins for Royal Family Rumors, Celebrity Real Estate, and Industry Analysis. And on Fridays, listen to Tea Time with me, Kate, and Amelia for lightning-fast coverage on pressing celebrity news and gossip. Check out Ringer Dish on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Bed of night, tired as I've ever been You smile at me and suddenly it's worth it Crazy how I don't know your middle name I ask you that for this <laughs> Crazy how make me want to love again I was wondering after this is over would you wanna take a walk outside? I don't wanna say goodnight. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. Best episode of the season, I think. Excited to talk about it. I am joined by my fellow recapper, Jared Freed. Welcome, Jared. Great to be here. Love hanging with you, Juliet. It's a Thank pleasure. Um, it Are is, you stoned? Uh, no, I'm I'm chilling. It's Friday. <laughs> I, I'm a little. I worked out today. I'm a little hungover. Um, nice. I, I I mean, I, I, do we let people know that we got it ahead of time? Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. Well, you just said it's Friday. It's all good. I, I know. I didn't mean. <laughs> I realized that way after. I'm, that's how chill I am. I'm just letting you them know really stuff. Ch- you are so chill. I'm not used to it. I'm like, where's this? Ed- the energy. We'll get it up. We'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, I 
I think I want to hear what your take is. I mean, you said that today, this was one of the best episodes. I agree. Great episode. But I think it's been a good season. Like, I think it's like we're I feel like we've been back to the old like I got a question it, for you before you sure. even, before you even go further. Are you attracted to Katie? Um, I, I listen. Me saying my I'm not like Jones and for her. Like, I think <laughs> she's cute. Like, it's like she's you know, she's beautiful woman, but I, I, I'm not like sitting here like every week, like, you know, starry eyed, not, like, not like Jojo or something. Did you watch Jojo season? Jojo is my favorite. That's the one I get a little starry eyed. Yeah, of course. Like, that's the she's, one. I. She's, she's a babe. She's very attractive. Uh, Total. I mean, they're all attractive. This is, I mean, this, because I say I like chocolate doesn't mean fuck vanilla. So <laughs> keep that in mind. Um, so I just I, ask because I do think that for a lot of this show, the way that men and women watch it is really different, obviously mm, for many reasons, but part of it also is like, are you attracted to these people? And like, I so, think, I think that like you, if you don't think it's like a great season or whatever, you can kind of like get involved with like, you think Matt's hot or like you think Katie's hot or like whatever. Sure. I'll reveal my bias. I met her. She came to oh. my show. Oh, so there we came. go. I knew there was something. <laughs> <laughs> I sniffed it out. <laughs> so I, she came to my show in Spokane or not Spokane. I mean, Tacoma. I was in Tacoma, Washington. She reached out to me, like saw you're in town. I was like, I'll get her tickets. She came very nice. I, I would say she's like, she's that like friend chick, like the way she was on Matt James's season where her and Tyler and Matt had this like fun date that didn't feel sexualized at all like that's kind of and I'm not that's not to say she's not a sexual person I'm just saying like she just was cool to hang around and you kind of see that in this episode you can see how like geeked out they are to like hang with her yeah she seems, she seems fine but I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I felt like this was the first time where I was like really felt like there was some real sexual chemistry I thought her and Andrew sure. S there. I think hot tub make out. I was like, okay, I see it. I could see why they're into each other. And she said like, she has the most sexual chemistry with him. And I was like, yes, I can see that. You can feel it from that. And just the way they were with that, like pinata heart thing that they were doing. But I, I definitely, a lot of weird games this week, weird games. Like, I, I mean, we'll get into it, but I, um, I just like her, like her vibe is very direct. I like that. She's like in control of this season. We're, we have that good. It feels like the cocktail mix has been, better this season as far as like drama and fun and romance. Yeah. You know, I, like, I, yeah. And I think that this episode in particular, like typified that because in this episode mm-hmm. we had Katie talking about sexual assault, which obviously I want to come back to. We had sure. Andrew asking her about what it would like if they had biracial kids. We totally. had Michael a talking about um, being a widower and having and his wife who passed away. Her birthday had been the day before, yep. but then at the same time, we had like the weird game that Justin did with her. We had Andrew's like fun, cute date. We had, I think Blake. some, we had Blake, Blake coming Blake back in his time and the ridiculous slam ball date where everyone seemed like they had stuffed their shorts. So yeah. yeah. And, and, and also Hunter taking a, oh, and Hunter. Like, a, like a heel turn. Picking up the throne just where <laughs> yeah. Carl and Thomas left off. So yeah, I think to your point, like there was some really intense stuff. And I, I think we'll talk about how well they did or didn't handle it. I think it was handled much better than in previous seasons. And 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 yet it was still kind of fun. So like that's why I thought it was a good episode. Um mm. but yeah, it, but I think like I just have found it sort of up to this point, like 
too much manufactured drama. Like I was just like, what? I was like, why is everyone hate Thomas? Why is Carl being like this? Like, but this week I thought it was really good. It felt like this was like a real sort of like, this is what we come to the bachelor for. We've like shed the skin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it feels like the snake has shed its skin and now we're down to like the the true players of this season. Sure. Like we have like this is like the real cast now. Like there's right. nobody even when at the end of the episode when they got rid of a few guys like those guys I wasn't like upset to see go. Like the only guy I've been I knew really all ups- their names which was the first time. I was like Josh, Fair. Courtney, Andrew M, <laughs> farewell. Yeah. I actually they actually showed them <laughs> leaving. Yes. <laughs> and they like the only guy I've really been upset to see leave was Boston Christian for his fake Boston accent that he was pushing too hard. That was like really my that was the guy that kind of looked like Judge Reinhold. <laughs> I just don't know who that is. I just okay, don't so, know, Jared. There's so many guys this season. I'm just like, who the fuck is that? I just noticed his Boston accent. Like every time he came on, it's like it, he was like, this is a wicked pissa. And you're like, OK, dude, put it away. Like We get it. You, we you, get you it. went you're from you Boston. Go out in Southie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it was, you know, I love this episode. I, I, I like when it's a good mix and I thought last week was a pretty good mix too, but I, I do agree with what you're saying as far as like the Thomas and Carl thing. It was like, we've done five extra minutes on this that we didn't need. Uh, Last week I had a hard time. I was just like, nothing happened in this episode. That was interesting. Like literally nothing. The only thing that was interesting last week was like, did they actually go to Taco Bell to get that food, which I talked about on two episodes and here I am bringing it up on a third. So (laughs) I was just back like, to the well. Back, <laughs> I, I, back to the well. What do you have for me, Katie? Not a lot. Well, the thing that the and I'm a, I'm a I told you I'm, I'm biased for Katie. Like she was really nice and fun. Did um, she come alone? By the way, did she bring a plus so one? She brought two friends and a they plus were like two. Wow. plus two. They were like radio personalities in the area. Very nice. And she's um she's like a fan of comedy. Like she. <laughs> The, the, that's the one thing I Did learned. Did she ask is like, you if you're watching Hacks? <laughs> she's very interested in the storyline <laughs> of Hacks and whether it's whether it's real, true to I life. Just, yeah, everyone is like, "Oh, are you watching Hacks?" And I'm like, "No," and I'm not yeah. going to because everyone's fucking talking about, "Are you watching Hacks?" <laughs> I know, and they've done it. I've heard. I haven't watched it, but I know this is the one that feels the most uh, the, the like of the stand up comedy shows that have been done recently. Like of all the. Well, uh, those I call it attempts. Com- comedian, people have said, comedian content for comedians. That's what hacks is. It does feel like, but I've I've heard this is the one that's most, uh, the most uh, relatable. You know, uh-huh. like to to anyone else. Like it's it's actually a good show. So well, Jean Smart, she's a goat. Anyway, um, I, <laughs> she's amazing. I, but like you know, I love Mayor of Easttown, and she was amazing on that. And I'm good for now. Maybe I'll watch Hacks when everyone's not asking. Are you watching Hacks? Sorry, there, <laughs> my, no, my time I, tribe about Hacks. <laughs> Listen, I uh, nothing I I respect more than a than a um a hate non-watch and I do uh, that all the time. Like if someone's like pushing it, I'm like, "No, I now I'm not watching the show because you've pushed it too hard." Yeah, like I'm good. Back off, okay? I'll make my own television choices. It feels like they're doing it to let you know something about them at a certain point. Like they have to yes. let you know they're on the inside. Like nobody really does that for these shows that we love. Like, you no. know, like, you know, like nobody <laughs> does that when they're like, you gotta watch The Bachelorette. Like no one does it because we're afraid of being considered idiots. So right. like, when, so when the opposite like, must watch? be true. Yeah. I'm like, no, the answer no. is no. If, I like, don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, and I've got plenty of other stuff I can talk about. So you don't need to watch like, <laughs> but, She's like, it's good. In fact, I don't want to talk about it. Like we're doing, you and I are talking about it. We're good. 
Yeah, I do hours of talking about it, like professionally for some unknown reason. Um, I, you know. but, uh, and, <laughs> but, it, but it does like if, if that's true or where you don't even want to let people know we watch this show, the opposite must be true that they need us to know they watch this show to let them us know something about them. So it's like, OK, we get it. You know, it's yeah, like know. it's like when someone says it's, you know, I'm getting a lot of this now. I don't know if you're getting this where these random people comment on your posts or Instagram with how could anybody even be watching this show of The Bachelorette? I get more more pointed attacks. Like, why are you so mean? Or like, why do you hate oh. women? Or why are you telling everyone oh the women in the house hate Katie? And I'm just like, okay, thanks. All of, C- carry all on. Of it, all of it is the, the one thing I kind of learned from like, uh, it, it all feels like veiled, like political stuff that they're trying to push. Like, like these people that like are mad that like Chris Harrison isn't here that like, they're like, oh, it's a horrible season. You're like, no, I see what you're doing. You found yeah, a I side know. door into your fucking stupid political position. That doesn't even matter. You know, yep, so seriously, it, it's getting bizarre. <laughs> so anyway, Katie, she likes, I took us down a really bad tangent. She loves comedy. You're a comedian. She loves came to your comedy. show. Came fun. Awesome. Hung out after like came, you know, with her friends in the green room. We had drinks like. Just what was a, her vibe just like? Easy, did she, easy, seem en- she seem engaged. Engaged, easy. No, breezy. did she seem engaged? Like, is she, oh, affianced, but true. No, that I meant engaged, like mentally. Yes. she was engaged in the conversation. Um, no, I didn't ask. I didn't get into it. Um, I, I just, of course, you didn't ask because she couldn't tell you. But did she seem engaged? Like, what? Like, what's the Jared tea leaf reading? Um, she seemed. She didn't seem engaged to me. I I, I would say, hmm. but but also, if you like, if it never comes up, I don't know how someone would seem engaged. You know what I mean? Well, did like, she like ask about any other guys in the room? Did she like? I don't know. The conversation was very friendly and not yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Like it was like <laughs> we were just hanging. I'm really grasping here. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I I wish I had more. <laughs> I I really just enjoyed um her her general vibe and like it was true to what we saw on TV and. You know, like when someone like, she, you know, I had heard she had dated stand up comics in the area before. So like that was like I was like, oh, so she like knows this scene a little bit. It also made me like realize why she was like when she first came on the show, she was like, I don't want a guy who sits on his couch playing video games all day. It's like, oh, she dated a comic. There's no <laughs> question. She as, you're talking, as you're talking, I was just thinking like Katie should move to Los Angeles and live in Hollywood then. If that's her type, then it's just like, <laughs> go there. She can so, find one. So many guys waiting for her if she didn't find him already. Um, let's get into talking about Katie and Blake. Let's start there. Sure. First of all, can't go any further without saying amazing job by Katie talking. I mean, amazing jobs, not even the right way to say it, but I was really moved by how she talked about her story of sexual assault. And I, I think that, um, you know, earlier in the season, I had been like, is it weird that she talks about sex so much when now we know that she had this really traumatic incident, but she fully explained it. She really, I think, I feel like I understand her in a different way. And I think it's just really, really powerful to hear women speak. I thought it was awesome that she specifically referenced the Me Too movement as sort of like a galvanizing force. Cause I personally feel like the Me Too movement sometimes is either forgotten or used in like negative ways or sort of like used as like some kind of like cudgel, but I, so I thought it was really cool to see Katie like reaffirm the power of so many women speaking out at the same time. And I just thought that was like really, really awesome. So I I hope that she's getting the love that she deserves tonight. I hope she's feeling supported. And like, I just thought that was really cool. 
She's great. She's great. She does. She and she knows how to. She's so articulate with it and relatable. Yeah. You know, like I yeah. think some. You know, it, it. That's the and the way she's. You know, sex positive now. It's like what a cool thing to, for someone to see. Like someone working it out their own way. You know, everyone yeah. has their own way. But that that was a it was a nice moment. And again, I agree with like the the first time you're like okay. You know, uh, we, this is a very serious moment. And then, like, it now it becomes more a part of her and, and yeah. who we see. And she really set the tone because she was like, okay, on a different note. And then, like, transitioned into, like, something else. Like, she was like, she wouldn't let her own story only be defined by this traumatic incident. And, totally. And I think that speaks to, like, that a dynamic woman that she obviously is. And I also just want to say, like, by the same token, I think, like, there's so many ways that Blake could have responded. And I thought the way that he responded was just really cool and really supportive. And I'm sort of like, eh, about Blake, but now I'm like, well, I'm in on Blake. That was really cool. So my question to you is, did you, what did you think Blake was trying? What conversation do you think he was trying to have? Because it was, you know, he could, do you think he knew that was coming or was that like, is it, cause the, the word on Blake before this was that he was in the house and he only talked about sex. Right. So, so everyone kind of knew that about him. It's like, do you think he's trying to have like a, a, a conversation about open sex or is he like, like, or is, and this was like a right turn that he never saw coming. I was thinking that cause knowing his backstory as being that guy who goes on the yoga date and, you know, is in the tight shorts and everyone's like, Oh, this guy's, he does like into the, this. the weird clay thing. Yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. the art thing was. Yeah, um, it's a good question. Like he kind of asked her. I think he set it up sort of by being like, "How did you kind of, how did you come to being this sex positive person?" Um, yeah, exactly. It's a good question. He totally could have been teed up for it by producers. If so, that's fucked up. Um, sure. If so, like that's kind of that's a a rough manipulation of what they know about Katie. Even if she handled it with such grace, and I think as like a, a real role model, but I hope that's not the case. I think Blake's just like a really weird guy. And I also, I would say that I'm like a weird person who asks really weird questions, like not only on dates, but like in life, like I'm sure you've been like, wow, Juliet, that's weird. In the many times we've spoken. And so I think there are just some people out there, myself included, who ask questions out of left field. <laughs> you just have to like roll with it. If you're the sure. other person, I apologize to anyone I've ever asked a really weird question of, but I, so, so I, I think like, I, I think that Blake is strange, like in a good way. I love weirdos, so I'm a like quirky cool. type. Yeah. Dude. So I I don't know. What do you think he was trying to get from that? I don't know. I was like just having that. Not like we know, we have a backstory with Blake. So that's mm -hmm. the interesting part of him coming on the show. And then you go. So why is he here? Like why is he pursuant of Katie? Um, when she came on in the beginning, all the guys in the house were like, you know, they questioned. They're like, do you have a previous relationship? And she goes, well, he just said I was great on that season and it's like yeah. that's it that's it that's all that got Blake being like I know I need to pursue this person you know there was a little bit of like why like there must have been a FaceTime in there I feel like first of all younger that's younger, what I was wondering yeah like younger there's no receipts on FaceTime right so just you delete it from your <laughs> log and no one ever sure. knows I feel like also like people slightly younger than us like are really quick to FaceTime like they'll just FaceTime you at any point whereas I'm like I think I need permission like I'm sort of like we need to like set aside a time Hey, FaceTime. I'll be calling in 15 minutes. Just let yeah, you know. Like, hey, are you free? Like, hey, are you a home? Like, I just, I feel like, remember the first, I have, I have a friend who um, 
was like very early to like the FaceTime scene. And yes. I remember when he used to just like FaceTime me, like I would be like, I'd be like at work and I'd be like, what the fuck? Like you can't just FaceTime <laughs> who died. I, I need to yeah. know why you need to look me in the eye right now to give yeah, me this or, like, information. Do you think I'm like going to be secretly taping our call? And that's why you need to FaceTime. But anyway, I feel like Blake and Katie must have FaceTimed. Also, Blake just seems like kind of, forward i was gonna say i don't think it's like aggressive but like forward like he just sort of like goes for it the the only reason i brought it up is because like you, you know that he's like the most the, they literally said like all blake talks about is sex yeah. now you have the most sex positive bachelorette you're like is he just here because he's like oh i, I mean that's a long long trip to go on to like for sex but is he like wow also there's no sex I'm, it's like you're on the no ba- congrats you're on the bachelorette there's no sex but, here or yeah exactly like welcome to a house full of dudes but it's like yeah. uh, but at the same time you go is Blake you know this simple minded where he goes she likes sex I like sex we gotta go out on a date like I don't know if that's his thought also, process just, just because you talk about it a lot doesn't mean you have a lot of sex too like that, we have no that's idea fair. I don't know. I maybe that's what he was trying to get into. He's like, I talk about sex. Do you? So, have <laughs> so I. So what? What's sex positive to you? Like it just. It. It was interesting. It took a direction that like I. I didn't see coming, and I don't think even though I had the prior information, then he didn't see. I was wondering how he was like. Oh, okay. This is okay. Good to know. You know, and he handled it great. You know, as you said. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I, I thought that was really great, and then. Their whole date was was really something. I just want to uh, read a quote from Blake. Um, okay. <laughs> or it's not really. Uh, Blake said that he's a wildlife advocate numerous times. And I had forgotten that. Like, I remember that was part of his profile from the previous sure. season. But I thought it was really funny. They were like walking through New Mexico and there was no wildlife. Like they were on horses. <laughs> but those that was not wildlife. Those were essentially animated props like literally yes. literally animated so i thought that was really I, funny and but <laughs> even before that katie asking caitlin like for advice and by the way mm-hmm. we had the we had the um continuity problems again with katie wearing the outfit from now like two or three episodes ago talking to caitlin about it so there seems to be a lot of continuity uh issues and this episode I'm like, is Blake in a different timeline than the rest of the house? <laughs> it's become the like, Marvel movie. It's, multiple, right? it's like lost. There's so many yeah. timelines. We have I, to go back. I was legitimately like, you, you know, Blake gets introduced. They have that moment. And then you're like, okay, it doesn't seem like, was he even at the rose ceremony? Like, I was like, where? I, it felt like I was like, is Blake on this show or not? Or is they taping it side by <laughs> He's side? He's dead. I, it's a sixth sense. <laughs> right? <laughs> it does kind of feel like that, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. It's really confusing. So I think the issue is that Blake arrived way earlier. Like Blake arrived like within the first week. I heard it might've been even been night one. Nick has been talking about how when Nick got there for his episode, which was like week two or three, he, Blake was, Katie had already met Blake. So they what was the reason to like judge it up? I think that we could see from these first three episodes, there just wasn't a lot of drama, man. And so yeah. I think they needed to save stuff, honestly. So I, I guess, I mean, that credit to the editors. I mean, like having to like do that, I'm sure their job was like a living hell. Like, but like, I, it is noticeable. Like this episode, we're sitting here the whole time. Like Blake gets introduced. There's that awkward moment. Then it's like, how do you know him? Why do you bring him in now? And then it's like, I guess, did they go back and tape that? You think? Um, I think that Blake, I, I think that things probably happened more along the lines 
like normally, but we like we just didn't see it in that order. And they like probably cut around him for a lot of stuff, would be my guess. Because he then he gets the one-on-one date right away. It's like which was kind of hilarious. They're diabolical like, producer move. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, well, welcome to the show and I'll see you later. I'm going to go on my yeah. hot date. Yeah. And <laughs> you're like, um, so you're like, okay, did they just Into get the this? Into the wild, Blake. <laughs> right? And I thought it was interesting to see Blake talk about being a wildlife advocate and then like, you know, the difference between him on that date in the wild and sensitive Greg, as I've come to call him. <laughs> Sensitive Greg in the wild, who's like, yeah, I like to fish, and then he, she's, he's like, he's like holding what's a, fishing a pole, rod? like, what, yeah, what's a fishing rod? And you're like, ah, I don't know, guy seems like a liar to me. Um, so Blake and and her, I thought her date with him was actually like the perfect first date for someone who came late because also they had like the cameras were like far away, like they got kind of well, that's the shots they together. showed. That's the shots they showed. They could have been closer cameras. You never know. There could have been, but I just felt like they were like alone on these horses talking more than most dates get to be. I think the horse date is is usually a sign of of good things. Like, oh, this person's really into that. Like, you think about who else has gotten horse dates. Like, just Tyler very famously had the horse date with Hannah. Yes, horse <laughs> horse horses usually foretell going far in the, on the show for whatever reason. It's like very Princess Bride. I don't really know. But that's a, hila- that's a hilarious thing to know about the show. Like when you like if someone didn't <laughs> Jerry, watch it's the so show. Embarrassing. It's like this gets back to like, should I watch The Bachelor? No, no. I don't want to talk about you, it. <laughs> you will know that horses mean true love. And <laughs> that you will like like the idea that someone could be watching their first episode and Juliet, you turn to them and you go, oh, it's a horse date. You Have know you what that wedding? means. Have you seen The Wedding Planner with Jennifer Lopez and Matthew McConaughey? Pieces. Uh, you have to remind me of what. Well, it's honestly a phenomenal rom-com. So underrated. Okay. Pre-hair plugs McConaughey. It's just really Ooh, interesting. Okay. He was a he was a handsome fellow even, even then. He always has been. In that movie, she like does this really funny rant about how she can tell exactly how long a marriage is going to last based on the first dance song. And okay. I feel like I'm like, I'm like J-Lo. I'm like, I can tell how far they're going to go based on what date they get. <laughs> you've done, you've seen so many Bachelor seasons that you're like, I, oh, speaking to me. I mean, there's... I see what's happening here. That kind of happened with me and Sensitive Greg. Like, I, that's why I, I'm like looking at him in episode one going, too soon, dude. A lot of love bomby shit right, going on here. Let's talk about Greg. I've been super suspicious of Greg because I know that he took acting classes and nothing yells suspicion and wrong reasons more than taking Bush league acting classes in New York city. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm with you. I I've heard about the acting classes, but I, I don't look deeply into these things, but I just, I any don't really look that deep either, but that's a huge red flag. I mean, I don't like actors flag. or comedians, Jared. I'm going to be honest. I, I like you. Oh my but, God. But oh <laughs> <man>. <laughs> oh my God. Like, the big reveal. <laughs> Every time you come on the show, I have to insult you. It's like, yeah, I it's mean, like some God. pathological behavior. I'm so sorry. Yes. And ask me about my personal life that I'm not ready to talk about yet. That's, that's <laughs> off mic though. No one knows. Oh, that. sorry. <laughs> no one knows that I start by asking about your emotional vulnerability. Yes. This is I haven't always... spoken to you in weeks, but how are you doing today? Don't answer. I'm doing okay. Um, <laughs> I, but I, yeah. The, the other thing with Greg is I never trust the dude. That's like, I'm an uncle as far as being like, that's how I know family. Like, sure. oh, I'm an uncle. I have nieces and nephews. It's like, what okay, dude, says, what? Yeah. You, well, that you says you're not gift? ready for a relationship. You're not ready to be a father. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good at being some dude who shows up once in a while when they, you know, yeah. don't need a nap. You know, Not so yet. It's like, ninety minutes at a time, and you're out. That's like, yeah. okay, good job. Anyone could be a babysitter for ninety minutes. And he keeps changing his voice. He goes every time he talks to her. He's like, uh, like he's all like craggly. He's like a he's like a airline pilot. Like. Uh, you're going to look over the left side. And then whenever he's with the guys, he's like, Hey, how you guys doing? Like, it's like, what's going on here? Like, are you, I think that might be a guy thing. Some guys do that. Some guys like, really? Man, I, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a guy, so I'm not sure. Uh, also last episode, he did a very big love bombing thing. He did the jokey. I love you during the pepper I hated thing. That. I hated that. And, hated and then it. she goes, well, he said it. And it's like, yeah, that's a move, dude. You say it jokey, but you said it so you can be a guy who could say it hypothetically one day. It means it's on your mind. I didn't like any of that. I didn't like it either. I didn't like that she was falling for it. It's like, don't throw that around. I, so I hard. hated that. I just was like, so upsetting. Anyway, but this week, Greg and Michael... I thought that mm. their bond was really sweet. And so now I'm like rethinking Greg. I'm like, wow, him and Michael clearly have a friendship. And I thought that he was, I, his tears meant something to me. I think I, I agree with you. Special moment. I think the guys are getting along in a way that I, like I enjoy watching. I like when the guys get along, like, but they always seem to find one guy to like, you know, <laughs> exit out of the house to, to like vilify, which they're doing again with Hunter. But I will say this. Let me, I, that moment was great, but I will say Michael A has captured my heart in a way that I didn't think was possible through a TV screen. And I think that's just, I think that's more Michael A than it is Greg. Like to oh, me, Michael, Michael A, A is, is the like, obvious star of the season. I mean, he spe- every word he says is just feels so authentic. He nails every interaction. Like the way he talks about things in the house with the guys, even with her, if he, I need him to be the next bachelor. Like I I like need it. He reminds me of a friend's character. He reminds me of someone that like Phoebe would have dated or Monica would have dated. And the three guys would have been like obsessed with him. Like when Michael Rappaport was on the show, they wanted to go on the, on the drive with him or whatever. I feel like totally. Michael A is like a sitcom character of like the perfect boyfriend and like it doesn't work out for whatever reasons. He he has to be the bachelor. I totally agree. He has to be. And yeah. it's like they kind of foreshadow this episode. It does feel like like I think that's the most interesting part of the show is that like his story turns it on Katie. Like if you're like you have to be there for the like if you're a guy on the show, you have to be like willing to like go into maybe an engagement. But now because of his story like it kind of flips it on Katie yeah, where she like, has Katie, to be sure. Are you ready to be a mom? And are you ready to go meet a child that like has dealt with loss? Are you ready to meet this family that's dealt with so much to then like, like that's a lot of responsibility on her. Totally. Also, he's clearly still in love with his wife or I don't know if it's yeah. in love, but like still has really strong feelings about her and for her, which makes him even more lovable, right? Like even more sure. sweet. You're just like, wow, your his the her birthday was yesterday. You didn't say anything. Like I think that would be that would intimidate me. If I were Katie, I would just be like, how could I possibly live up to that? Like how could I fill those shoes? Are you ready to like to have a different woman be at the center of your life? Like it's a whole it's like it's so much realer than anything else happening on the show. But that True. is also why it's so captivating is because it's I, first absolutely. of all it stands out in comparison to Carl or Thomas. We're just like, what are you guys even talking about? Who gives a shit? 
And you're like, this is a grown man who is like looking for love and has so much grief and seems like such a good guy. And you're just like, give us more. Like, we just want to hear more about it. (laughs) And even Greg saying sensitive Greg being like, all this guy does is smile around the house. Like he's always like, he's like, and you can say like, again, we don't know what it's like to go through what Michael A has gone through, but we also don't know what it's like to live in a house without your phone, you know, in the middle of Albuquerque, New Mexico. So you know, you we we find these characters every season that become yeah. like the house leaders and like the guy that you can tell they all like. And like Michael A seems to be that guy for this house. Like even the way he talked about before he got into letting everyone know that his wife had passed, he he goes, you know, he's like teaching them about love. Like he was like, yeah. he's like, when you have the right person, like it makes every day great. And they're all like leaning in. Like they're <laughs> I all like listening. <laughs> yeah. I need this is me. <laughs> Putting my heart on on the line, Michael A. I, I just want to just meet you. I want to hang with you. I'd be willing to come to Ohio, but I'd love to meet you anyway. Yeah, I, I I'm a I'm a fan of his, and I I and also you have like I remember at first when you meet him, you go, "Who gave you advice to come here? Like, what person in your life was like, you know, like the worst person when you're single tells you you gotta go on the Bachelor? Like that's, that's the like worst. the worst person. So like. When he explained why he was on the show, I was like, oh, okay, that person doesn't exist. Like, you explained it perfectly. Like, yeah. I'm like, how did you, you, like, I'm like, yes, he should be here. Yeah. He needs also, this. Also, I feel like with someone like Michael A, and again, I'm not a parent. I've never, I've never lost anyone like that either. But I just feel like this is sort of like cannonballing into the pool of dating. It's like, even if it doesn't work out, it's like he's ripped the Band-Aid off so hard that maybe he has sure. like a, a new scratch from where the Band-Aid was. And it's like, okay, so when he comes out of it, he it's almost like he's been like baptized or gone into the mikvah and he's like ready. <laughs> he's like ready to date again. <laughs> well, more important than just dating, like an experience, like get yeah. out of your hometown, the town that, you know, makes you reminds you of everything. Like, I'm sure his family was like, get out of here. We'll take care of the kid. Like go. And what's interesting about Michael A is set against the backdrop of Hunter legitimately using (laughs) his children. Hunter (laughs) using his children. He weaponized child pictures to get the rose this episode. Like like Michael A is the backdrop that like makes everything else look ridiculous. So like we're, so Michael A is the most you're, we're assuming and we don't know going forward, but at this point he's the honest beacon with which we have to like set all standards on. So now you have Hunter going in there being like, I got a good surprise tonight. Tonight's the night I make my move. And then he pulls out like trading card pictures of his kids to be like, yeah, I'm a that's dad Hunter there. And you're like, ugh, like I didn't really buy it. Did you? No, of course not. Also like who the fuck is Hunter? Like I'm not, I'm not like we know who he is, but like what, what is his personality? Like also I don't think it's a plus for him to be like, yeah, that's dad hunter. I'm totally different when my kids are around. It's like, not maybe at all. Be dad hunter all the time. If you are a dad or I just thought that was like really unappealing, uh, but mainly what annoyed me was I was like, God, why does there have to be a heel in every episode? We don't need this. Like from Carl <laughs> to Thomas and now to, to Hunter. I'm just like, we don't need that. It's bizarre. Well, Hunter's heel is more believable than any of the other, because to me, Hunter was like, 
the nerd who tries too hard in gym class to prove to everyone that he can do sports. And like, then he like when went he, goth and like started like weightlifting. Yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> has a has an unnecessary tattoo that you didn't Several. see coming. Yeah, yeah like, like like I remember like a couple episodes like they zone in on his tattoo. I was like, wait a minute. I thought this was like Johnny Nice guy. And then all of a sudden he's got like this huge sleeve and then he's on this slam ball date tackling. He's like, yeah, I, I get a great. I'm a competitive dude. It's like, yeah, everyone here is competitive. Look at everyone. They all have abs. Everyone's fucking, you know, trying to do something like it. It, it just I don't like the, the whole Hunter thing. Like I, I, I thought the Carl thing was cartoonish. I thought the Thomas thing was like, OK, yeah, everyone here wants to be the bachelor. Yeah. And in addition, like, I don't really understand how they could like keep this going with him, but he, I think they just didn't like him. This Hunter thing, he's a real heel to me. Like he is a, I, like I agree. The ta- the person who tackles in like the the combat sport date is like usually like what's wrong with you? Like what are you douche. doing? Douche. Yeah, but you're an asshole. I, I'm sorry. I just we need to talk about everyone's apparel during the slam ball date. Okay, so- <laughs> the singlet. Yes, the singlet with a cup. Is that what was yeah. like a very obvious cup on everyone? Is that what was going on? Because I was like, this is so <laughs> this is you, insane. You, with the singlet, I've never worn one before, but okay. being a, a man with the, the the parts that would go into a singlet, yes, I would say a cup is necessary. So you need it because first of all, it's not about showing off size. It's that you don't want to show off lumps. Mm. Like you don't want it. You would see in those red and blue or red and black, sure. whatever the very outline short, of very a, tight, very tight. But the outline of your genitalia sure. would be pronounced. Like it would be. <laughs> so yes. you, and, and besides the point of this being a contact sport, like, like never mind that you're just going, I need to round this out. I need to look like a Ken doll as opposed to, a like like a like a health class poster because you would look like that <laughs> okay thank you for so, explaining because at first i was like whoa Aaron," sure. and, then I, and then i was like oh wait everyone gets a whoa right now and then, everyone gets a whoa yeah yeah and i was like okay <laughs> well they wear the same ones in dodgeball like the movie like they have that kind of cup Look, you have to wear you know, a cup. Jared, with I haven't watched that movie in quite some time. You might be watching Dodgeball. I'm watching The Wedding Planner. Oh, I'm sorry. We were on two different timelines in Loki's universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I no, but I I saw that with the cup and I was like, oh, thank goodness. Like, like So you were oh, like, okay, that's a relief. I'm happy for them. Oh my God. If I was there, I'd be like, where are the cups? I'd be like, I got I can't have the outline of my balls on ABC <laughs> a Monday night. Like my mom could see this. <laughs> yeah. Like, and she's like the least of my worries. Like, <laughs> like yeah, she's seen it before. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, my mom, like fine, but like, you know, like everyone's like now, like they're comparing balls. I mean, like, have you watched the, the Netflix shows sex? The, sex have you life? gone to, have you gone to the episode that everyone's talking about? I have it. Everyone. You gotta go. Sh- you gotta go. Another- you gotta go. Okay. I, I, I don't. I know episode three, 20 minutes in, um, okay. <laughs> nineteen fifty is no plans I only, tonight. So I'm I'm there. I mean, you're gonna need to take a minute after this. I mean, <laughs> it is. You gotta see it because I only saw it because like like Betch's post about it. And I'm seeing it on Instagram. I'm seeing it on um, TikTok, and I was like, I'll go look. Whatever. This is the largest penis I've ever seen in my entire life. Is it a prosthetic? Is it like a Dirk Diggler situation? No, the, the people have looked it up and I guess it's a real deal penis. And right. I mean, this thing should tour the country. I I, <laughs> I mean, people need to see it. Is it, <laughs> is, is it the main actor on the show? No, it's like a guy. I, I've never watched the show, but 
I, the, the premise <laughs> that you're falling into, if you get there at 19 minutes, it's like, it's the main guy like getting jealous of this other guy. And then I see. they're, they're in the shower and on top of being good looking and working out hard, he also turns and I it's see. this anaconda just crushing. And, and like, <laughs> you know, like, like I've never really had, I watched it. I was like, Whoa, good, good for him. Good nice. for him. You know, that's nice. the only reaction okay. you could have. I, right, I think cool. it's a good test for anyone's like significant other. You're just like, what do you think of this? If they can't say good for him, then this guy might have a confidence issue. You got to. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the, how many weeks in until you pull that test out? Five, that's six. A, after, before the third date. <laughs> before the third date. <laughs> you just got to make sure. <laughs> Can you handle this scene in good company? At a party. Could you discuss really the scene confidently? On. I mean, a third date, that could be like, you know, week two. I mean, listen, you do you want to know you're with your someone who's, you know, okay with themselves or not, you know? Wow. Okay. Well, I, you gotta, to you gotta go look. You gotta go look. It's crazy. All right. Yeah. Do I text you after I watch it? Like, Please. This is- I mean, yeah. Why? <laughs> listen, I want to be involved in the conversation. Like. <laughs> you want to be a part of the discourse. <laughs> yeah. I, they, like, like, this is like, I, I think it's so funny how like all these people are like, go to this part. Like no one's even watching the show. Now it's like top 10 on Netflix. It's like, it's like the adult, it's like the adult version of, um, when Devin, you can see Devin saw his penis for like a second. And now and then less than a you second. Can? I don't think you actually can. Cause that would be child porn. Cause he was young. But like when I was like 13 or 14, <laughs> was the- it was like, we rented now and then, and like went to like when Devin saw and his like movie siblings are naked. And you went specifically for that, but you rented it for that. The, yeah, like, and the, you the person that block, the, the yeah. person at Blockbuster is like, these women love this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, just just to be clear, we were like thirteen or fourteen. Sure. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get not, it. yeah. Not, not a woman, a girl. <laughs> um, but yes, these, that, yeah, it's these girls. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to make that clear. Yeah, reiterate that. You're right. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can upgrade your home with up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages from top brands like Maytag. Enhance your kitchen with the exclusive Maytag French door refrigerator and fingerprint-resistant stainless steel only at the Home Depot. And with dual power filtration on the Maytag tall tub dishwasher, you can skip soaking and scrubbing. Right now, get Memorial Day savings up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid May 16th through June 5th. U.S. only. See store online for details. The slam ball date. You know, that's another reason why this was a good episode. The contact sports, they work. I don't need them to be naked contact sports, but this wasn't as egregious as the strip wrestling or strip dodgeball they had last season. For whatever reason, I didn't mind it as much. My only issue with the slam ball is they make up a sport. 
Okay, they just make up a game. Like, why not play a game that exists? Like, why, why not, not play and, dodgeball? Yeah, like something like that we know. And oh. then they have a referee there, and the referee, like, what's he know? Like, there's aren't <laughs> there aren't national rules to this game. Sensitive Greg took an L in my book. No, but he was ultimately a riser this week for me. But he took a real L when he was like so excited to be dunking the ball. And it's like, Greg, this is not a 10 foot rim. This is, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the rims have been lowered. It's like a kiddie pool. It's like, dude, it's a, not impressive. It's a Nerf basket in one of your niece's rooms. Yes. Playrooms. It's like, oh, you get to show off how you show off for your nephew. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, like, it, okay, I Greg. Just, I know. I think I need to net out on Greg sucks. I, I think unfortunately that's where we are. And I know we've got a lot of Greg ahead based on the teaser, but I think that, Greg is just like average guy. And as a result, that sucks. The issue I have with Greg isn't Greg himself. It's that people buy it. Mm-hmm. It's and I'm I'm watching this as a guy like he's crying date one on a woman he just met. Like, I, I just don't. It's hard for me to buy. So like I it's so when I see like, it, it, you know, I, I see maneuvers going on. That's the thing. And I'm like and I see Katie, who we both like. And you just like you said, you like. She bought it and, and she did, you know, she bought the I love you at the pepper thing. And it's like, that's a move. He knows what he's doing. I hate that move so much. That's a it fuck boy move. Send him to F-Boy Island. Island. Send yeah. him to F-Boy Island. <laughs> Throw him out. Um, <laughs> the slam ball thing, too. Like, I, I again, the Hunter move on that date, just like to be the aggressive person. Like, like, I, I just can't really deal with that type of person. Yeah. Let's move on to the after party. There was one moment from from the cocktail party of this date that must be addressed. I'm wondering if you caught it. It was um, cat guy after he's playing the ukulele. It turned out that his shirt was completely open and I had to um, hold back some vomit. I was (laughs) I was just like cat guy. It's your time has, has ended here. Your watch is over. Move on. Connor, yeah, Connor the cat with like he came out so strong and then just has like fallen down the hill of friend zone hill. Like he he did friend zone hill all, with a fucking ukulele. Get out of here, I, dude. I mean, the minute you show up to a girl with a ukulele with a song you wrote for her is the minute like, dude, you, you you're grasping at straws. <laughs> like it's not it's not gonna happen. I didn't notice his shirt because he how he also had a very open shirt when they had the confession date with Nick Vial. He's like. Trying to be like Nashville Fabio with a ukulele and it's fucking not working. It is yeah. not. It is not my tempo. It is so rough. Cat guy. He has to go. You can also tell his his kisses are not going well. You can tell no. because he goes, are you, anytime you go, you're going to kiss me? Like he had to follow up the ukulele performance with a, you're going to kiss me. It's like, no, dude, there's no chemistry here. You don't got it. Like you and are he, friends. Yeah. He had the kiss redo on night one too. Remember, he's like, "Oh, yeah, now I'm yeah, yeah. it was. It's not good." Like I hate. Cat and then, guy. and then the last kiss. He the second kiss after the redo. He goes, "That was a good kiss." Like he's got to do a Yelp review <laughs> after every kiss he does. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be really funny. Someone started Yelp reviewing all the kisses. <laughs> That's a great idea. Bachelorkisses.com. Like, it's like he's like looking for affirmation. He's like, "That was a good kiss." Just he said it's like that. She'll say it back. Exactly. And yeah, then she doesn't because it probably wasn't. No, I don't. It, it, I, I mean, cat it does, guy. Ugh, I hate cat Con, guy. I, Connor the cat. I think he's a good house guy, bad for her. And it's mm-hmm. going to, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going to, it's just like, he's just a nice guy. He, you know, he reminds me of, and someone mentioned this to me the other day and I was like, it felt very on, it felt, he feels like that guy, Evan. Mm, Evan Bass. Yeah. 
They have a very similar vibe. Same phylum of character. I hear. I think Evan was from Nashville as well, or something. Oh, some really? area, some part of that region of the country. The thing about Cat Guy, in addition to the shirts being open and being a bad kisser, <laughs> is just the music. It's just like we get it, man. Stop playing music all the time. Maybe he feels uncomfortable like expressing himself any other way, but like then that's a deal breaker. It's just like stop singing. I, I just find it so annoying. Well, he also has is. He's a teacher, but he also plays at some of the bars in Nashville, I heard. Yeah. So, like, this might be... He's actually doing... He's auditioning. Which, he's yeah. auditioning. He's doing it in a better... It's smart to come on as a teacher who plays music. You don't want to come on as a musician who's also a teacher. Right. Right, right. Yeah, it's just... If I was a, if I, when my, if I was a parent and my kid had Connor Kakai as a teacher, I would just... I would, <laughs> I would request to change classes. I would be able to move forward. <laughs> Cat say meow. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> Horse say nay. Like, I, like I, when he had that ukulele, I was like, are you teaching? What am I doing here? It's so rough. So, so rough. Let's talk about Andrew S. Who doesn't love Andrew S., right? Huge fan. Huge fan. The, I'm, I'm happy he left the accent thing behind Me too. This We've moved on from the Thank accent. God. Crucial part of Andrew S., he was drinking a beer. The man was drinking a beer when everyone else was on the date. We don't see that a lot. He had a tall glass, looked like a some kind of lager, if I do say so myself. And first of all, read very European to me. He lives in Europe. So very Austrian sense. of him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and two, I was like, this guy is real. He's drinking a beer. He doesn't give a shit about the calories. He's just like, fuck yeah, I want to be right now. Totally. After watching the reactions of men to the carbohydrates and the <laughs> Twinkie last week, where they were like, oh, you know, like how could I? But we don't even have a treadmill here in the house. You know, like, um, it, it is refreshing. TRX planned afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> it is refreshing to see. I, Andrew just seems like totally genuine, totally cool. Like, I, I'm a huge fan of his. Like, his date was great. Like, I mean, it had fun. It was, I mean, whatever they're doing, I don't know what the fuck, you know, choosing letters from the sky. I, I guess I get it. But like, as you know, they're dealing with the surroundings they have, but I, I like him. He's a, a likable, good guy. It was cute. I didn't really understand the date either, but, um, whatever. I, it was fine. We look, his dancing was kind of cute, I guess. I, I liked him, but I mean, obviously the most important part of their date was when he said, I'm a black man. And how would yes. you feel about having mixed children? And I thought, you know, I thought I liked that Katie said that maybe she didn't understand some of the repercussions as a white woman of privilege, like that maybe she didn't understand why it was such an important question for Andrew or the fact that he needed to address it. I thought that I thought that was an appropriate response. But moreover, we did not see any of that in Matt's season. And that was like really frustrating. It was an opportunity. You know, you would it came up in the finale that like some of that stuff hadn't been seemed like it hadn't been discussed. So I thought it was just really refreshing and really exciting to see that conversation happen on television. I do think it's a little hard. Just take these at face value with the bachelor knowing how it's messed up. And it's like, okay, now we're seeing this conversation. So a piece of me is like, I hope that Andrew wasn't forced to ask that or forced to have that conversation on camera if he didn't want to. But I did think that he seems like an awesome guy who is realistic about dating and asking the types of questions that I'm sure he has to. And I love Andrew S. It it came from a real experience, which made it feel yes. authentic, where he's like, totally. this has happened. So what do you have to say about this? I, I don't want to date someone who might have that fear or maybe I need to know if you I like that. He was like, I don't think that this person I dated is a bad person. I know their character. Like he even like, you know, spoke about the person in a way that like didn't vilify them. He was just like, listen, that's not you know, that's not who I'm with anymore. And I want to yeah. make sure that this is, you know, I'm not repeating the process. And 
even when Katie used the word naive, that was a refreshing word to use. She goes, I'm naive as a white woman. And it was like, okay, good. Like it, it all felt very authentic where it felt authentic. It, it did feel like a course correction, which I think makes me a little bit cynical. Cause I'm just like, mm. was this because of how they've messed up in the past? But you know, we talk about this a lot when you mess up, you have to do better. And so this yeah. is the show doing better. And like, I, you know, I hope it continues to be a trend of improved discourse about race and representation on the show. So I, I and I also just like moreover really hope that it was a, a conversation that Andrew was comfortable with and was happy was on television. So I, I think for, you know, like for a lot of the people who watch this show, those are things they've never had to consider. It's a lot of white women like me and Katie. And so, you know, it's never, it's not Andrew's responsibility. It's not any person's responsibility to like teach me like about how to handle race in America. But I think that was really valuable. And, and, and I thought it was really cool. And like Andrew from the moment he's been on the show has had one of the best personalities. And I feel like he actually got a date where we got to see his personality, which was fun. Well, Andrew also last we, you know, this is my first time on the show this season, but we didn't get to talk. Didn't you think his discussion with Trey was so interesting last week? Like yes. the nature versus nurture yeah. of the bachelor. Like we yes. haven't talked about this. I thought that was so cool. They were like doing a podcast, like, because <laughs> like <laughs> life's a podcast now, Jared, <laughs> I, I guess so. But they, the, the conversation, cause I'm sure you've had this on this show and I've had it in, in on podcasts that I do. That like the the conversation of like, do you tell the person yeah. uh, that there's a bad dude here or bad, you know, uh, there's a bad egg um, and Andrew taking the side of like, no, I'm here for her. And they both had such good points that I'd never really I've heard I've I, like Andrew's like, no, I'm here for her. She's an adult. She's a woman. She can find out on her own. And I trust her to do that. And then the other guys like or Trey is just sitting there be like, well, also, wouldn't you feel bad? You look back at this 10 weeks later and you didn't protect her. And I'm like, great points. Good discussion. Interesting discussion, because I mean, now we're seeing it play out, though, like Trey got the rose last week, but he did. And this is kind of something that gets that happens again, where Katie awards people for being bold, yeah. but not necessarily because they're her match. Right. And this, she's, and she's very much playing the game of being bachelorette. Like that's very, absolutely. very clear. Like she, and I think that's one of the reasons the first few episodes kind of didn't really land for me is because it just feels like we can see the strings being pulled and Katie is part yeah. of it this week. There was a lot less of that. And so I think it was just like a way better episode. I, I mean, I totally agree because even last week when it ended, I I was like, listen, again, I'm pro Katie, but I, at the same time, your bachelor edition is over. Like that was the most, like you could have said it's in the hotel ever. room, most can yeah. line. And there is an element of like Katie that exists where it's like, she does the conversation about um, consent. Great. Like I, I loved her perspective there. Loved how she responded to Andrew S and, and interracial marriages. And then you see a moment like that where you go, is this, empowerment Katie where yeah. she's like I'm sending you home and you're like yeah all right come on you can get it elsewhere Katie we know you can do this elsewhere naturally we don't need yeah. you to do the your bachelor audition is over you know that type of thing yeah yeah totally she just it just felt like we were getting like more of her this week and I thought she like just like seemed more comfortable on a lot of these dates so maybe also it takes a few totally weeks agree. to like to get into it I thought at the final rose ceremony she looked a lot like Audrina from the hills I, for something okay. about her hairstyle <laughs> I always yeah. liked Audrina. So I say, Audrina's cute. Say that as a compliment. Um, yeah. On the topic of Trey, I just don't care for him. I'm, re I'm ready for him to go. Really? Oh, I'm a Trey fan. I think he's like, um, I think he's like a house glue guy, but I, I mm. think he's, 
I, I, I think he gave up his opportunity to be a romantic partner and he in exchange for being a friend. And that's what happens when you report the bad egg. When you're the snitch, yeah. When you're the snitch, like Katie, she was the same thing. So like, it's interesting that even this week, now at the group date, Hunter gets the rose and he seemed to get rewarded for bringing pictures of his kids. Like, it didn't seem like they had a romantic, like you watch Hunter like doing death blows on people on the the slam ball court and you're like, turn... You're not turned on by that. It's a turn off. Like, yeah, you're and like, now, oh, this sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> like, good job, man. And, you know, it just, it, it, so it, this seems to be a theme that, like, the roses don't even seem to matter yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's true. That, like, she just is sort of, like, kind of coasting. She clearly has, like, the people she likes until she's giving mm. out roses to other people in the interim. It seems like the Hunter stuff will continue next week because basically the episode ended with him cutting off Aaron. Like Aaron was trying to like give the toast and Hunter was like, no, 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 that's my role, dude. It was really funny. I mean, and you cut off the one, you cut off angry Aaron who never seems to have a good day in this house. He's just always annoyed. And like I think Aaron's really hot. I'm not sure why. Women love Aaron. I have been polling. So He's, He's got so some height. Hot. That guy, that, that's an elm tree, man. <laughs> I, I, that guy's a, a big I know, like, I don't dude. know why I love Aaron. He's just so hot. <laughs> I mean, he pulled off the singlet. Even when he had the singlet, I thought he was going to be more stocky than he was. And he's cut up. He's a, he's, he's hot. like, he's got to be six, seven, six, five. I mean, he's yeah. a hunk of dude. Yeah. It's like, that's guy. He's a tight end, you know, he's like, send, send him to the NFL. Totally. He's, he's got Rob Gronkowski body. Yeah. Yes, but way more attractive than Gronk. I'm not a Gronk girl. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> I do like him and Camille, though. Cute couple. Camille came on our podcast. She was fantastic. She talked about how they met. Really? How did they meet? She, he slipped her his number at an event where she was a cheerleader for the Patriots. Incredible. Through Jermaine Wiggins. Oh, my God. How crazy. If you are if you know Jermaine Wiggins, you know. It's like, a, if you know, you know, like former yeah. tight end for the Patriots. He was on yeah. their first Super Bowl team from East Boston. And, you know, and so she tells the story. She's like, so Jermaine Wiggins. I'm like, I'm like freaking out. I'm like, Jermaine Wiggins is a part of your love story. Like, it's crazy. I just love a meet cute. What can I say? It's just great. As a, I watched, I watched when Harry met Sally last night and all and all. I was oh, like, you're in. I was just really, I mean, it's like one of my favorite movies. I was really paying attention to all of the old couples that are like telling their stories. And I was like, these are all just so sweet. I usually don't pay attention to those. I've seen them when Harry met Sally probably approximately 2,300 times. So, and, and those old couples, they're like the type of New Yorkers that look like they grew from the cracks uh, in the sidewalk. Yeah. 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 There's a, there's a New Yorker look that just looks like they grew from the ground of New York. And yeah. I mean, they, they kind of found those people for that movie. I'm fourth gen New Yorker. And I'm just like, oh, wow. yeah, those are, yeah, your people. Fourth, that's that. Yeah, that's like a hug. I, yeah, I, I would assume. Exactly. CN Bensonhurst, CN Borough Park. So sure. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I love I love those people. Anyway, that's a great story about Camille Kostek and Rob Gronkowski. Isn't that crazy? Yes, it really is. But so, who do you think? Who do you think is winning at this point? Sensitive Greg. Um, I mean, I'm looking at Blake right now. I mean, he's getting his own separate show, you know, like, so like they're giving him all the opportunity. Bruce Willis of this television show. I mean, he said the whole time I, 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 I got Blake. I mean, obviously Blake, uh, sensitive Greg and Andrew S are like, and, and I, this episode specifically, I was a big Michael A guy, but I don't know about him staying. I I, I can't believe that he would stay. 
I don't think so. I don't think, I don't know if Michael A is ready for, I can't relate, but let's just make this man the bachelor. The Jason Mesnick season was so good. This will be like Mesnick on steroids. I mean, and they like the idea, like if, if, if Michael A is the bachelor, the idea of like a woman coming on and being like, I'm queen Victoria. How embarrassing would that be? Right. They would have to cast way better women. Like you would have have to get like Molly Mullaney's and Melissa Rycroft's and that would be great. You couldn't get people that were there for the, the, you know, the, the goof, like, no. they, like, like, cause Can't how insulting would that? Yeah. It, how insulting is like to go on a guy, a widower's season to like get some followers. It's like, no one could be that evil. So <laughs> I, I, so I, do you have any other people that you like see? Well, I just want to say my one concern about Michael A as a bachelor is that we have another bachelorette season coming. So there's a whole another mm-hmm. group of guys coming, right? I don't see Michael A going to paradise. And so I'm worried he's going to fade from the consciousness. Like it's going to be too long. And so then he won't be able to be bachelor. But yeah, I mean, the top three are clearly Blake, sensitive Greg, Andrew S. And then for a fourth, I don't really think there's a clear fourth right now. Yeah. I mean, when you said in the beginning of the, this podcast, like who the hell is Hunter? Like, he even said, he goes, I'm just falling for you. And I feel like I'm, you're, I'm ready to introduce you to my kids. I was like, You've never spoken to like we haven't seen one moment with you. Hunter, two. like Hunter belongs in like a beer commercial or is like an extra playing a zombie in an apocalypse movie. Those are the two places <laughs> I see him. Yeah, I just see him. He, he looks like the type that would be at like a cheap resort in Mexico wearing sandals that have a beer opener in the bottom of them. Yeah, like it 100%. just yeah, I, I, I he's like a, weird, just like a weird, weird dude. We're going to wrap up, but I have to mention one thing before we go. OK. The game that Justin played with her. What was that? <laughs> like, thank what? you for your feedback or accepted. What was that? Yeah, I didn't understand it. it and it it seemed to have a rose element to it where it's like... And the cards, did he draw those cards? Where did they come from? Well, he's an artist, so... That's true. I want to see, see some more of his art. Like, I've had people DM me. They're like, he's an amazing artist. Like, like it's like a legit, you know, thing for this dude. But I... um. Yeah, I didn't get the game. I, I it just seemed like his opportunity to be like, "Do you like sex or not sex?" Like, like, like sex or staying music. In, I want to be like, like, yeah. I want to be like, can you listen to podcasts at least? Need some background noise. <laughs> do, you, do you like um, getting in bed to the first? You know, uh, no, I fucked that up. I was gonna say the the the, the, the opening to the office. <laughs> like, what about the soft sounds of Michael Barbaro on the daily? Can we put that on in the background? <laughs> I love it. I, 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 yeah, I didn't understand the game, but I think he, Justin's reactions alone are just why I need him on the show forever. Yeah. Justin's great. I, I really like Justin. He's, he's cutie. Um, great episode. Great episode with you as well, Jared. Thank you so much A for pleasure. joining me. Where can we find you? At Jared Freed on Instagram, I'm yelling at the show every Monday night live while it's happening. So during commercials, tune into my Instagram. I'm there screaming. I've I've added a new element to the live scream where I'm putting my face on inanimate objects and giving them backstories. Sounds and terrifying. It's terrifying. I'm Tommy the cat. Katie has a cat named Tommy. I do constant Tommy the cat is popping into the live scream. So it's a lot of fun. I'm 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 making a fool out of myself. You're a wildlife advocate like Blake. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's true. (laughs) I'll be back on Thursday with Callie. And thank you so much to Kai McMullen for producing this episode. Have a great week. 